Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Molly is such a hoot. I adore her. She's so funny. And she brings along Yoop the Stuffed Duck, who is a curmudgeonly aggravated and miserly fellow. Thanks for bringing Yoop. It's good to see him, yeah. too. Yoop has been asking about Bennett and his new wife constantly. Like, I, I can't shut him up about it. So I thought it would be a really sweet surprise for Bennett, who used to live with you, to Hey guys, it is the official one month anniversary episode at Married at First Sight, and join with me is my friend, Lindsay Helene, to talk all about it. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. How are you doing? I'm as well as I could be after watching this episode. <laughs> you had a lot of highs and a lot of lows. I yes. <laughs> I, w- I would say a lot more lows than highs. I I would agree with you and went back and looked at last season because it feels like we have been dragging this season out because I I feel like every episode is just by the hour it's like okay we've gone through one it's like a soap opera yeah but surprisingly we're only one episode but like they got to their one month anniversary episode by episode 11 and this is only episode 12 so shockingly they're kind of on schedule i no i don't because okay maybe maybe because last season was just so action packed that it just flew by yeah and this is kind of just you know going along and it, it just feels so long it is and it started off so good and so yeah and now I just feel like we keep talking about the same problem. Same 
shit over and over again. And thank God for Imani and Woody. <laughs> well, okay, I have. So, because of the pandemic, I live at home and I watched this with my dad and my sister. My whole family pretty much watches this. And then when Woody and Imani come up, my dad just chuckles. He just laughs <laughs> because he is like, that guy is going to cheat on her. Really? Like, he's going to cheat on her. Yes, he doesn't uh, believe it for a second. Wow, interesting. It, it hurt me, but... Wow, I might have to ask your dad on the podcast to get some mail. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they, you just blew my mind right now. Yeah. Well, it it's one... I guess if he does, it wouldn't be shocking. It would just be really disappointing. It'll be incredibly disappointing. Like... I love Woody and Amani, but I love Amani, and like I love her so much. I have no problem saying that I would like cut somebody if they hurt her. <laughs> I know her, but I'm riding for her. Same, <sighs> man. Um, we should. I like to go from like most boring to least boring. <sighs> Gosh, um. Who do you think? I think maybe we'll start with Amelia and Bennett. Okay, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, okay. We all, you know my opinion on Bennett. You yeah. know that Bennett is not my absolute fave. <laughs> <laughs> when the first, okay, when the season, I'll, I'll lay it out. When the season started, Bennett, I just, his kookiness and his just like, oh my God, gee willikers, I wanted, my blood was boiling. Right. And then, <laughs> The longer it goes on, he annoys me less, but he's still, like, there are glimpses of that just annoying, I don't, I don't know what it is about him. He just pisses me off. <laughs> Maybe that, that's obviously a thing within me, <laughs> but, but... <laughs> yeah, you know, Princess feels the same way. She does not like that he's so um, unique and, well... <laughs> unique is the word that she uses but she doesn't care for him I'll just put it that way <laughs> it's not it's not his uniqueness that's so sweet his uniqueness that is I guess what bothers me the most is that he's so agreeable and then his agreeableness is also just wrapped up in his uniqueness and it just gets on my nerves I, mm-hmm. I must be a terrible person because he's obviously nice it's just he annoys the shit out of me he is nice and I think like kind of like you the more I see him the more like especially when we're when he's paired up with his sister who was mm-hmm. like a weirdo he seems a lot more normal by comparison yes I I I don't know if I can speak on the sister because it will be too mean um and <laughs> well, and mute in a second. <laughs> Speaking of, we're actually gonna get into it right now so okay he, he meets up with Molly and mm-hmm. I I couldn't figure out what the name of the stuffed duck was. Was it Uke or it Ute? Was, it was Ute. Why? Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> and did you catch that she covered his ears when she was talking shit about him? <laughs> Curmudgeonly. Ute seems like a nosy little bitch because she said that he was asking about Bennett and his relationship and what's going on with that. He wanted all the tea. Like, sir, oh. mind your business. <laughs> he, like, get it, say Eat your it. potatoes. Business and eat your potatoes, right? So, <laughs> they order him a whole plate of potatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> at one point, Molly stops the conversation and is like, can we actually get some bird seed? Like, do you have any bird seed for you? Okay, that was like, Miss Molly was on the stage. She was putting on a performance. She halted production to say, um, does he need bird seeds? I was just like, Molly, no, no, please, for the love of God. The regional theater jumped out with Molly. Like, camera, I'm ready for my spotlight and my close up. She was ready. <laughs> I, I thought Bennett's, like, just the theater running through Bennett's veins was irritating, but Molly took it to a whole new level for me. A whole new level. Thankfully, she calms down by bringing out some tarot cards. Which I actually did enjoy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. I love that they love each other. That's cute. Yeah. That, that works. Close. They're very much towing the line between, like, weird, and I think mm-hmm. it's going overboard because of Bennett. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, a little <laughs> in, a, in a dark room. Oh, God. <laughs> I just think she might push it to a weird level. And that's I, I, I would have to agree. I would have to agree <laughs> with you. Um, if Bennett wasn't pumping the brakes. Right. It might get very weird. I, I thank you. Thank you. Because, for- okay. When they first, when the family, it was like the brunch, I guess, after the wedding. And the family met up with Amelia, and Molly was like, um, do you want kids? Because Bennett, <laughs> he does not want kids, and if he did want them, they would be adopted. It was just like, girl, I, I, I don't know why you're the one telling her this. And I felt then that it was weird, and so every interaction with them, I'm like, it's off. It's weird. <laughs> like, save that for your conversations with you at night, okay? <laughs> Keep it to yourself. <laughs> So, did you notice that he was wearing his wedding ring on his middle finger? Yes, I was going to ask you. He wears it like that throughout the whole episode. The moment I noticed that, I kept watching. And he does that the whole episode. Yeah, maybe it just doesn't fit. Yeah, I, I at first was like, um, excuse me? And then I was like, well, maybe it's just a little too big. And he is quirky, so you never know. I know, he could be, like, eventually do the Carrie Bradshaw, I wear it on a necklace so it's closer to my thing. Like, <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) So she brings out the tarot cards and she says, like, basically, you guys seem all good, but I do, I can see that, like, your bliss might be, like, clouding your judgment. Maybe you're not seeing the red flags because you're just so happy and Mm -hmm. so excited about what's happening. And that I thought was pretty good foresight. I... I was like, thank, well, Molly, your performance got us somewhere great because that is exactly the problem that they're having. And why, while they're great, that to me, like the way that they're just pushing down and ignoring the fact that she might have to move is very troubling to me and very red flag behavior. And I I just think that they're just so surface. I don't know. They do. Yeah. Singing songs to each other and then, you know, it just, it's very surface to me. Yeah, it's, I had this conversation with Christy last week. It seems like they talk a lot about how much they're into each other, whereas, like, Woody and Imani talk yeah. about, like, what could come up and how we would handle that. And, like, Imani is very open with the fact of, like, how she's feeling and 
where her head is at and where her heart is at. And I think that's a lot more healthier to me. Yeah, I just, you've pointed out many times that Amelia just doesn't seem the most emotionally mature. And it just, every episode, it just proves that because she just doesn't, I don't know, she... She is, I like Amelia, but I just don't think that she knows how to get deep. And I think that Bennett could easily get deep, but because Amelia, he lets Amelia set the tone of their relationship. So their relationship just isn't that deep. Yeah. It, it was abundantly clear to me the day that they, I think it was the day after the wedding. And her mom said something like, oh, I never see red flags in situations. So I just think this is great. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's really bad. Truly Amelia 2.0 or 1.0, I guess. Yeah, the blueprint. And the blueprint. I just, uh, it just seems like her life has been very easy. Mm -hmm. And so I can see why it wouldn't even occur to her to like dig any deeper just because, Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, she's lived like the great white American dream. Yeah. Like, honestly, she has such great friends. Her family loves her. She, she seems incredibly happy because, I don't know, she just, just ignorance is bliss, I guess. But also, I, I know it's, it's easier said than done, but why can't they just say what they want if she has to move? Why are they acting like, we'll, we'll reach it when we get there? Because it's, it's not going to make the decision any easier. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that for him is, like, more of a sore issue than he's willing to admit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, we find out in the preview that she did not get placed in New York, in New Orleans. So, uh, yeah. But I guess, does it really matter? Because she probably, I assume, didn't go because of everything. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I, yeah. Maybe next, everything. Next week looks so good. It really does. I'm it very, looks incredible. <laughs> I'm like literally very anti-COVID content, but like this actually looked very compelling. I, you know, I've been, I've been singing that the whole time too. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, actually, I, I think I might need it. Like, no, I don't need a whole movie about some jerk offs falling in love through the screen, but I want to see my reality TV reflect reality. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very fair. That's very fair. So Molly goes on to say that, like, the act, she didn't tell Bennett, or we didn't see her tell Bennett. She basically tells the production that, like, the cards foretold that they're actually soulmates and they could live several lifetimes together. And, and it's actually, like, written in the star situation. So she's actually, like, pretty excited. Mm-hmm. I, I was excited, too. Because we can <laughs> tell. We can tell. But... yeah. Yeah. They're just these little things that I'm like, this could destroy you. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. So Amelia has lunch brunch with her friend Cyril, who is uh-huh. like something. <laughs> I, don't know. I honestly I didn't see the the Chiron that they put on her and I was like, does Amelia have a sister that we didn't know about? Because to me they looked so similar. They have the like same- a lot of her friends I- look alike. Mm-hmm. They seem like they would share clothes, for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Cyril's like, you know, with my partners, I have moved in with them quickly, and I noticed that, like, once you move in, kind of the mystery and the passion goes very quickly. So, like, how are you guys keeping that fire going now that you live together? And, you know, Neil's <sighs> like, 
head in the clouds and she's like, you know what? I, you just do. <laughs> uh, there, the mystery was lost when Bennett walked out in that mustard monstrosity on their honeymoon. <laughs> no, the night of the wedding. Right. Right. So it was like, she doesn't care. <laughs> Literally. Could not um, Amelia then says that like, she thinks that they're in love or they're on their way there. Things are happening and she's really just so content and happy and yeah, great that she wrote a song for their anniversary and that it's like kind of a love song. So that <laughs> their anniversary thing is just like a hike and we get footage of uh, Bennett doing like selfie cam thing that he told her he loved her but she mm-hmm. didn't back in the moment but she does see it on camera. I thought that was funny that he was like she didn't say anything but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I, I feel that. Yeah. When she says it back he's like really? Really? That that G Willikers Bennett is making a comeback. <laughs> oh my gosh. So back at home, speaking of his nightdress, he we see uh, clearly like production gave him this blender and he had to like go outside because he was in his nightgown and had to like tuck the nightgown into the shorts <laughs> to be more presentable. Uh-huh. So his gift to her is a blender because they had smoothies once. Uh-huh. Which now, like a- <laughs> this this might come to a shock for you, but I was like, if a man gave me a high-powered blender, I might fall in love too, to be quite honest. Honestly, and it looked like a nice blender. Yeah, I, I, I was like, an, a ninja, it works. A high-powered blender is the way to my heart. Yeah, like I can saw- fake be healthy and drink smoothies every two months. <laughs> exactly. I saw somebody on Twitter say that they had the same blender and that it chops up ice like you can't believe. So good on yeah, him. Yeah, my parents have that blender. It actually works really well. Nice. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> Maybe you'll have a smoothie in honor of Bennett and Amelia. Maybe I will. <laughs> but he he couldn't he couldn't not be quirky with his next gift. Oh my god! What was it like a hand? It was a mouth harp or like what did he say? He harp. sounds like it's a head harp. I don't know what the hell he called it. Uh, it was I, interesting. It'd be one I, of those gifts that I would have enjoyed as a kid, but I don't know if I would love it now. I thought it was one of those like Chinese finger traps. Things. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you serious? <laughs> like, what the hell? Because um, it was in that long tube that he, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Too, too quirky. Goes right over my head. I got, I don't get it. <laughs> um, so Amelia sings her song to him, and it's about like saying yes to a mystery man and how everything is better than she planned. Blah blah blah. Quirky, quirky. You know. She gave us her best singer-songwriter. She hears her best, you know, Ingrid Michaelson in that moment. Honestly, she doesn't sound bad, but no. I think she actually sounds pretty good. But Her voice is much better than I expected. I mean, she's, she's, that's probably the music she still listens to, because I mean, I feel like, okay, I grew up around white people, so my, 
my interests when I was growing up were heavily skewed. And so I went through a singer songwriter phase like you wouldn't believe. Sure. And uh, Amelia seems to still be in that phase. <laughs> Listen, who am I to judge? Like I went to a Methodist youth group for <laughs> several years. So, you know, <laughs> you know I, I got nothing to say in regard to that. Um, is there any, do you have any final thoughts? I feel like the, that was basically the end of them until that was the end of them. Cause I, feel I like think, yeah, that was the end of them until they like get their little gift baskets from Dr. Pepper. And that was really like a non-factor for me. Yeah, I didn't. Whenever the, whenever the experts are on, I just, it, they're a huge eye roll to me. I don't really care for them that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> they're um, really not in the season. So that's good for you. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Uh, um, let's move on to Karen and Miles. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We so, also know how I feel about Karen. We do. You feel the same way everybody else does. We'll just uh-huh. say. Um, <laughs> so Karen has decided finally that it's time to bond naturally and not feel like they should have to check boxes until decision day, which is something that she has been doing this entire time. Since, since day one. Checking I was actually boxes. surprised because I was like, this is... This is a, I feel like she was genuinely trying during this first scene that we see them in. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was pleasantly surprised, even though I don't like, I still don't like her, still hate her guts, but I was (laughs) like, all right, she's trying. I'll give her that. It seems like she, how do I, it seems like she's a lot more aware. I, I wonder if it's because maybe now she actually does have feelings for him. She's like, damn, I really fumbled the ball the first couple weeks and I really gave him a hard time and maybe I should stop. Like there just seems to be a lot of introspection and yes. Awareness of how she came off in the beginning. But I also, I'm that also, I don't know because she did say, I think last episode that she was like, I want to change your opinion of me. And I'm just like, I think that maybe that could also hint that she realizes that she looks bad on TV. And yeah. so she might be wanting to change that a little bit because later on she kind of dips back into like when he gives her a gift, she kind of dips back into that weird Karen. But I don't, I don't know quite how to view, I don't, I don't trust Karen at all. So I don't know how to view this new open mind that she's trying to show us. I agree because it's almost, her awareness is almost like she has actually seen herself on TV. Yeah. It's strange. It's very weird. Because it, it, it's a, it was a 180 flip. She was being touchy. She was being light. She was laughing with him. Their flirting yeah. makes me just full body cringe. But it was still mm-hmm. flirting. And yeah. Miles seemed to like it. So, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. So, what do they do? They go to the park and they play two truths and a lie. And... This was stupid. I'm not even going to say what they did, but Miles proposes that because he won, technically, that she mentioned that she wanted to get a tattoo, so the dare was that they both get a tattoo. Now, is is it just, like, they both get a singular independent tattoo, or is it matching? 
I think it was matching. Oh, okay. See, no. Absolutely (laughs) not. Speaking of matching, they've been, they were wearing matching outfits or coordinated. (laughs) Yeah, they were. (laughs) It was cute. I, there's no way that I would get a tattoo with someone I, I've known for a month. No. That I don't even like. No. That I don't even like. And it was, it kind of was like, Miles, is this your, you know, half, your, your cooked up attempt to be close to each other? I don't know. I don't know either. But the interesting thing is that even though Karen, it seems like they're not a full role reversal, but it seems like based on what Miles is saying, he almost seems less interested in her because he says a couple things like, uh, they go to the bench to give, he gives her an anniversary gift and he was like, oh, you know, oh my God, sure that we enjoy this anniversary because it could be our last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that was just not something I expected to hear him say. I loved it though. Cause it was like, yeah, I could. And okay, speaking of the anniversary gift, she okay, when she was like, I'm gonna, she tried, she pretended that she couldn't read his handwriting in a moment where, like, the, the letter got really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We're talking about his parents and like having seen Black Love or a perfect example of Black Love or whatever. Yeah. And she acted, she was like, I, I don't know how to, I was just like, that right there, Karen, tell it, like, you're not emotionally mature. And you always try to act like he is too silly, he's too jokey, but you're acting, like, you're acting childish over this really sweet gesture that he's doing for you. And I, that right there was like, oh, she's, she's not fully, she does, she still doesn't quite like him. I literally, like, can't put my finger on what it is that she wants. Like, I mean, active to her. Because I want to just say, like, a fuckboy, but I think only to a certain extent. Like, I don't understand what she wants or needs from a man at all. I don't either. How, okay, how long, I don't know if I'm, if I remember, I don't remember this, but how long has it been since that relationship where he went off and had a baby or whatever? I think I don't know I was either like a year or maybe two but I'm inclined to say it was like a year yeah she it's very clear to me that she's not she's not and I understand I mean that'd be really hard to just get over but she's not quite at a space where she's ready to be vulnerable with anyone Mm -hmm. so I don't know if she's I don't know I think that Miles is what she could want or what she's looking for but I don't think that she's ready to accept that yeah I fully agree fully because fully I agree. I don't think she wants I think she's just used to a fuck boy but I don't mm. and I don't think she truly wants that but I I don't think she's emotionally prepared to handle someone as doting and as mature emotionally and as oh in touch with his feelings as miles yeah somebody who makes direct eye contact like mm-hmm. I think is like a lot for her it's too much <laughs> um so yeah he writes his letter about like how he hasn't seen examples of black love in his own family with his own parents but he like saw models of it with black couples on television so he gives her a shirt that has like 
a bunch of black TV sitcom couples, basically. And it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Um, so I don't we didn't see her give him anything. No, I I figured that she didn't from just the reaction that she had when he said I have I got you something. It was like, oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I was like, oh, she didn't get him shit. Exactly. Um so Which on- is just I don't know. That's rude. I think it's rude too. I mean, one month is like whatever in real life, but like you're on TV. You're on TV. You only you're only together for a month and or is it two months? A month and a half? Two months. Two months. So oh. surely she's seen the show. But I don't know. Uh, whatever. And I'm sure production <laughs> was like, well, maybe production told her not to get him a gift. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they didn't have any money in the budget because <laughs> Woody got the whole... Oh, my God. Oh, um, God, Woody. Let's, let's just... And she did this whole speech to him. And honestly, like, I looked at my phone. I don't know what she said. I honestly... It was... You, you know me. I've been fast-forwarding her parts. Because, okay, <laughs> the thing about Karen is that she talks really slowly and softly and that it there's something within me of course it's all this all every problem I have stems back to me but when a person talks like that it drives me insane and it makes my blood boil and she's one of those people and I just want her to speak up have a little bass in that voice yeah talk say it like you mean it but she just (laughs) doesn't and I I can't with Karen I didn't even know she had it I didn't I watched the episode and I didn't even know she had a speech just (laughs) tuned her out I did look up from my phone to notice that she kissed him on the cheek, so it must have been fine. <laughs> oh, she did do that. Yes, she did. <laughs> um, gosh, let's go to I guess Henry and Christina. Perfect. So Henry's friend Kristen comes over, and like I both stand and loathe her. I like yeah. her because she gives us content, but also she's like a demon. I would have to agree. I think I more stan her because she, from day one, has said, this bitch, uh-uh, no no way am I right. going to sit here and just accept Christina. And I, ha- I have to respect that. I have to respect that because she saw the bitch from the beginning. <laughs> I thought that there might be feelings on Kristen's part, but I, I don't... I'm I'm confusion about her. Like, is she just overly protective of him because he's been so kind to her, especially when her was it her sibling passed or her parent passed? Yeah, it was her sister. Her sister, yeah. Um there's more to it than that. I was always under the impression that she was married. Like all of his girlfriends are married or coupled up, and he yeah. was the one you call. When you want to go do something that your husband or boyfriend doesn't want to do. Right. Like go to like some sort of country music festival. Yes. I don't know why <laughs> I always was under that impression. I could be wrong, but. Um. Yeah. Well, so she comes over and she's like, well, how have things been going? And he says like, well, we got into an argument and I wish we had seen this. I don't know what he defines as an argument. It could just be the conversation that we saw on TV, but <laughs> was the impression it was that conversation. Yeah, I mean, it could have. <laughs> um, but he 
said, you know, like last week she said that confidence was a deal breaker literally right after he said that he doesn't have a lot of confidence in himself. That made me so unbelievably mad. I I can't even I if I didn't hate if I didn't like Christina before, I absolutely hated her after that moment. And Kristen, she she's about to say exactly what I felt because she knew that was such a passive aggressive move to say that right after he yeah. told you that he yep. has confidence issues. Yeah. Yeah. She's and like, so I'm like that intentionally. I 100% believe that she did that intentionally. And I think that she does a lot. She says a lot of backhanded or underhanded shit like intentionally to make him feel shitty because she, I think, feels shitty about him not showing her affection or whatever. And I have, I have a lot of theories about Christina and Henry that I could go on for hours, but I'll, 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 keep, I'll keep it short. Henry okay. doesn't like Christina. It's very clear. You've touched on it before. He doesn't yeah. like her because she's a raving bitch. She's mean <laughs> to servers. She's mean to production. She's mean yeah. to anyone she feels is beneath her or in a spot that's lower than her. Even though she has no right, but we'll keep it moving. And she doesn't, I don't think she knows just how bitchy she comes across because if she because he's told her you're a little impatient you're a little you know I don't I don't think she's quite understanding that that's translating to I don't like that in you and it's unattractive yeah and so you being this way you being this rude is not gonna make me open up to you at all yeah yeah and Henry (laughs) again Henry grew up as a fat kid and he grew up as a punching bag for his dad. Mm-hmm. So you take, you couple those things. He's, he's not going to open up willingly to anyone. It'll take some time. He has, to yeah. feel, he has to feel safe with you. And he does not feel safe with Christina because Christina clearly, if, he, if she were to give him, if he were to give her a true vulnerable moment like he just did, she's going to use it against him like she just did. So she mm-hmm. basically was a self-fulfilling prophecy because he he could tell that she is not a safe space for him to land or him to confide in, for him to feel comfortable to be himself. And she, yep. I don't know why she does not see that. She's self-centered. And she and Brett, I think, have a lot of commonalities in that, like, when they feel threatened, if you want to, say that word in any sort of way like if they feel like they are being perceived as like having not done something right they immediately go to deflect and defensive Mm -hmm. behavior and it's really like gross to see i'm gonna go off on brett later but oh oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> but, it's, but it's like watching Christina sit there with her friend who even her friend like in the beginning obviously when they had that housewarming party her friend was trying to push Henry to like hey hint 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 but even in that moment her her friend had to be like Christina you have to make the first move I don't know why Christina thinks that oh because she's not the most dominant person or the most alpha bitch around that she's waiting for Henry to make the move clearly he ain't gonna do it and he'll or- never do it as long as you're a bitch to him Exactly. Exactly. I'm genuinely every moment that I realize that they still share a bed with each other, I'm shocked. Shocking. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. And it's like, clearly Henry finds you attractive. Clearly he thinks that you're an attractive person because you're not, you're, you're not an ugly person. You are an attractive woman, but your personality is so shitty. I will, I didn't like Christina from the moment we saw her at that bachelorette party. Freaking the fuck out over this male stripper. Like, bitch, calm down. That pissed me off so bad because she was like, I just don't, like, I have anxiety and, you know, I just don't understand, like, are you girls just like this? And, like, no, it's their fucking bachelorette party. <laughs> like, come it's on. Like, have a little fun. Loosen the fuck up. And also, it's like, okay, she can, she can sit there and, you know, wax poetic about how, oh, I'm just, I've gotten over my, you know, insecurities. I'm more confident now and I really love myself. And it's like a confident bitch would just laugh it off and say oh not for me and relocate they wouldn't like storm off and make a huge deal about something so little I don't get it the room it didn't make any sense like I don't have anxiety so I'm not gonna make any claims about like what that looks like but I do have anxiety and I guess mine just does not manifest in that way but if something is making me uncomfortable I just exit and I, I, I also, full disclosure to the, to the audience, I grew up fat too. So I had to, I guess, everything, I had to develop a personality. I, I don't know how, I don't know how else to, to say that I just, if something makes you uncomfortable, I just laugh it off and move and not, and try not to make it a big deal. Whereas yeah. Christina makes it this huge production. Right. I've just never seen anybody's anxiety manifest in like judgment of other people and their behaviors and making other people feel bad for enjoying themselves because you're I think un- that that was less anxiety and more about her insecurities because well, clearly <laughs> she's like, she's not this, you know, confident bitch that she's trying to claim that she is. Yeah. Because if, if something truly made you that like, uncomfortable a person who's secure within themselves in my opinion would just laugh it off and leave it's not that big of a deal to try to make someone to try to drag someone else down just speaks volumes about where you are mentally yeah yeah thank you thank you (laughs) Uh, so Kristen says great advice like your personality traits are not a bad thing and you don't need to feel bad about them. Like he made a very good point of like, yeah, maybe he has 
low self-esteem to a certain degree, but his main personality trait is that he's just not going to be like the class clown, the loudest person in the room. And like, there's not a problem with that. Like you don't have to nope not everybody has to be like the person who's going to talk to everybody and like go up to a stranger at a bar. Like that's okay. It doesn't, it's not a slight on you. Mm-hmm. It's not a and, defect. And I really appreciated that because I think that, I don't know, I, I don't remember if Bennett's, you know, touched on this last time when he had a dinner with Henry, but he, I think he also made the point that, like, confidence is not being the class clown or the center of attention and owning a room. And I think that it's really odd to me that Christina wants this big, you know, bombastic, just, macho macho life of the party when she's not that in the slightest and oh it it to me it's it's very it's very high school to still be enamored with this idea of the popular guy and that's clearly what christina wants yeah yeah she wants this big grand sweeping romantic you know relationship yet she I, I just find it funny because she is 100% incapable of having that kind of relationship. And she likes to talk about her exes all the time, which is like, all right. But, and I think she's been the one who had the closest turnaround between her last relationship and this marriage. I think it was like nine months or something. And, but, and, and you brought it up too. That's like, she was talking about how broke they were nine months ago. And so, and she, she tries to act like every, that's just so far behind her that she's not that same person anymore. And she's talking as if this relationship happened three years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it's clear that she hasn't worked as hard as she thinks she has. And so yeah. to be so judgmental of Henry, it just, it really, I have a really soft spot for Henry and it just clearly, and it just, she just and irritates the shit out of me. Henry, I think, has had the biggest turnaround in my mind because I was like, I don't, he's like a mule, like trying to get water out of a rock. But now (laughs) I get it. I see it. I understand where you're coming from. And I'm with you. And I like kind of think Henry is cute. And yes, Henry (laughs) is so cute. And when, okay, when the episodes, the season first started and Henry was on the guys, he was obviously quiet, but he wasn't like mute. He wasn't just this silent, awkward. Whenever he gets around the guys, he does say some words. And even that first, the first day of their wedding, when they, and they're talking, and she's like, I can't believe um, what's her name? Christina says, I can't believe how much you were kissing that day. It was like, yeah, he was a little bit more open with you before he knew just how bitchy you were. I would just like to point that out, too. Well, exactly. She doesn't know that the tides have turned and it's not him now. It's her. Yeah. I don't think she she doesn't see that. Because I remember the first day that they were, um, like, kind of, it was right after their wedding. And it was really, really awkward. And they were talking around that little, you know, standing table where they're having drinks or whatever. And mm-hmm. I remember him being the one asking her questions. And she was just like, yes or no, or shutting it down. And I was like, okay. Yeah, she keeps doing, she's been doing that. Like, she'll complain about how he doesn't want to answer her. But then she does the exact same thing the to him. The exact same thing. 
and doesn't get it. It's just Ugh. a case of a bitch who doesn't truly know herself or does know oh. herself and doesn't want to admit it. it exactly. So Kristen says, you know, I was upset. I have not seen you since the uh, welcoming party, the housewarming party. And I really did not like how Christina pre- treated production. They mm-hmm. get do back where they show Christina, like the producer asking, okay, we want to talk about you and Henry's relationship for like 15, 20 more minutes or something. And she's like, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I don't like this. I'm not doing it. Blah, blah, blah. Making everybody very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And and what's wild to me is that she couldn't even, in front of this bitch that she clearly wants to impress, she's wanted to impress them since the wedding day. She's wanted to have this, like, close group of, like, popular girlfriends. She's so enamored with the popular crowd. It's very strange. Yeah. But she, she couldn't even keep it together in that moment. Yeah. And that is troubling. Because, you know, you can... You can be a bitch, but uh, you know, in public, you can't even not be a bitch in front of people. That is upsetting. It's very, very strange. It reminds me of there was a last season of 90 Day Fiance. One of the girls goes to Australia to meet with her I, girl. Yes, I listen. I don't even watch that show, and I listen to every episode. That you have. <laughs> was it Stephanie? Was that yes. her name? Yes. <laughs> So she goes to Australia and she's feeling some type of way because her girl is bisexual and they go to this party with a guy that had just like, they had slept together. And by that, I mean, they had shared a bed. One oh night. And Wait, not even, they didn't even have sex? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. And I think maybe they kissed once, but it was mostly just like their friends who it's like, PG okay. shit. Yeah, the girl's, like, 20. Like, yeah, if you party a lot, you're probably going to kiss your friends at some point. Like, it's really not yeah. that big deal. Um, so they go to this house party. And immediately, she's like, so what's the deal? Do you like her? Do you have feelings for her? Like, what's happening? And then she's <laughs> fuck out. And it's like, you couldn't even keep it cute for 30 seconds. Like, you didn't even, you don't know these people. That. It, it's just wild. I don't know how people can do that. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Because, I, I mean, look, a lot of people can trick you, but and hunt, like, you know, they, they pull the old bait and switch. But if you can't even keep it together to be fake in front of people that you're trying to impress, that is a red flag. And it. And Christina can't keep it together ever, ever. Ugh. So basically, Kristen's like, you know what? I, the way she treats people, I don't think your morals are aligned, and I don't see this working. Which, fair, Kristen. It's a very fair point. I agree wholeheartedly. <clears throat> yeah, Henry's like trying to keep it together, and he's like, you know what? I'm still gonna take it day by day, and I want to see if the chemistry builds up. And I appreciate him like. Being in the game, staying focused, and being like, I am going to see this through. I'm going to try. And we'll just see what happens these next four weeks. Because Henry is just a a sweet guy. He's just a nice guy. Yeah. He's not willing to completely write her off, even though the writing's on the wall. Completely. And even though, like, do I think he's good and bad? Probably not. But, like. Absolutely not. (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I still could see, like, you could have a perfectly pleasant life with that man. Exactly. He's not going to be blowing your socks off, but he, it'll, for the right girl, it'll work out just fine. Yeah, it'll be perfectly fine. So then Christina's friend Chris comes over, and we met him at the housewarming party. He was the one who was like, pressuring Henry about like why haven't you guys fucked yet <laughs> um, <laughs> so she says like not much has changed between them since the party which I thought was very interesting because to me it seems like a lot has changed for them since the party yeah well I, it seems as if all Christina's worried about is have they fucked or not and that's what she's right. framing everything around Exactly. Exactly. She's wanting Henry to become a completely different person and just throw her up against the wall and just go to town. And it's like, no. No. <laughs> Have you even had a pleasant conversation where there's easy flow? Come on. Right. Y'all haven't even kissed. Like, you expect <laughs> him to blow your back out? Like, like... <laughs> come, come on. on, girl. Come on. <laughs> Um, so she says, you know, they sleep in the same bed, but they haven't had sex, and she really doesn't know what his end game is, and she wonders if, like, maybe it's too late, and he just has put her in the friend zone, because she's not seeing any sort of want from him, like, sexual desire out of him, and Chris, like you said, gives great advice, is like, if you're waiting for this dude to take the lead, it, you're gonna keep waiting. You're gonna so, keep waiting. Um, I also found it very interesting that she was like, I mean, I see that he's a good person and I think that he sees that I'm a good person. And I'm like, girl, yeah. that's the problem. He doesn't see that you're a good person. <laughs> it's, it's not clear to anyone else. <laughs> Unclear. And Chris makes another great point is like, I think Henry's mind might be wired towards like risk and liability and frankly girl you're uninsurable so <laughs> if you want something to happen it's on you <laughs> I love that <laughs> you just and also like okay if you if Henry's grown up pretty much the black sheep he was made fun of from his dad probably just relentless you know roasting of him mm -hmm. and the, the whole brunch with Christina was a huge, gigantic roast. Which, from if Christina even had one iota of a brain, she would have seen, okay, so I'm just meeting his parents. And his parents have, his father has made this the roast of Henry. And right. that is, it's odd. It would mm -hmm. have me being like, oh, so Henry is probably quiet because he was probably made fun of a lot. Or was the butt of every joke growing up. Yeah. It's just there's so it's, it's Henry is so once you get all of the context clues, Henry is so easy to figure out. Totally. And she has not taken one moment to try to figure him out. And and why would she? You know? Yeah, because she truly is, you said she's self so self-centered. <laughs> um they did like a uh flashback to like the whole like wedding moments before the episode began. And <laughs> There was a moment where Henry's dad was about to make the speech, and Henry put a napkin over his head. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. There, so. His dad would have been, uh, you know, doing his best bits. Yeah. The best of Henry roast. He had a tight was... seven minutes about Henry. 
and how much of a pretty boy he is. <laughs> it's just <laughs> dark, dark, dark. And it's it's uh, so unfortunate that his dad is funny. It's just at the expense of his son. He's just doing irreparable damage, but it, it is funny. I, I have to admit, it's funny. You you know, <laughs> the truth is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we to deny it? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Who should we go to next? I guess Brett and Olivia. Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. So, they're eating at home, and she's like, how are you feeling? And he's like, honestly, I'm not really bothered, but you obviously are, so I guess we can talk to Pastor Cal, you bitch. Uh, Yeah, I guess we can, you know, are you going to be happy if we talk to him, you insecure little bitch? Jesus. (laughs) God. Oh, I hate him. I I cannot him and he he like like i said like he and christina are so obviously very insecure and yes. trying to project their insecurities on to the other the, the fucking are... nerve of him to be like wow you're really insecure fuck. i i was fuming literally fuck like i would have put that like memorial you know like commemorative <laughs> like up, whatever was in that drink would have gone right up his nostril. Right. He <laughs> was straight shot. Right. <laughs> he sucks. He sucks so bad. So hop on the call with Pastor Cal. And mm-hmm. Olivia Pastor says, Cal always be wrong, but continue. Uh, stuck on wrong, right? Stuck He's on wrong. wrong. He is always wrong. wrong. Always, like, like he, he is know. always missing the goddamn point. Like, y'all should have called Doctor Viviana again. Like, come on, <sighs> fuck him. So <laughs> she says, you know, like I really want to fully trust Brett, but it's not easy. And Olivia says she wants to make sure that Brett is in the relationship for the right reasons, and that he's not viewing it as, as a TV show. So. What is interesting to me is the footage that we see of them by themselves and then how he acts on camera. Kara, I was shocked by that footage. It's like, it's night and day. Who is that? But he's doing it in the opposite way. Like, you think he would be a dick off camera. And that he would be nice to her in front of the cameras. No. Yes. Because he, that, that girlfriend of his really fucked him up. And so any, any, you know, vulnerability that he is to show, he wants to shut it down at any cost. Yeah. So on camera, he turns into this, you know, barstool bro and just the sarcasm can't, he can't contain it. But yeah. off camera, he's perfectly fine being sweet and caring and whatever to Olivia. He, she was like in a full koala pose on his lap. I like, couldn't care. I'm telling you, I couldn't believe what I saw. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Strange. It was so uh, strange. I couldn't believe it. Shocking. Shocking. Because there's never, there's never, whenever they're on camera, there's no... They just don't even look like they have chemistry. There's no affection. There's nothing. But then, and what makes it even worse to me is that when they had that meeting with Dr. Viviana and he was like, she just isn't affectionate. But then we see this footage where she is literally cannonballed 
you know, on his lap. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? They went through like every pose in like <laughs> cuddling yoga Kama Sutra book. Like they went through moves one through seventy five in that like forty second clip that we saw. Like I, I, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> it's so weird. So then um, it also then it then it just further validated Olivia's point because she's like, you're a completely different person when the cameras are on. And for him to be like, I don't I mean, I don't know why it's so weird that I'm just so aware of the cameras. It's like, you're, why are you, you're being purposefully obtuse on this. It's not, what she's saying is not complicated. Yeah. And both Pastor Cal and Brett were like, I mean, you're just scared. This is all fear, babe. Get over uh, it. Are you trusting? Do you trust anyone? It was, I was so mad. So mad. And Brett had the audacity to say, like, I'm trying to protect both of us. Oh. By controlling how we appear on television. What? What? Well, <laughs> sweetie, you're failing. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe you think that this is a good look. Because it ain't. I, literally, like, does he think that this is, yeah, does he think he's coming off well? Because... I, I like I don't even know what to say, considering all that footage we saw. Like, uh, he, I, I think he, I think he rather die than be vulnerable, in a, on a public stage I because guess. he was vulnerable. I guess you could say that he was vulnerable, asking a woman to marry him, and then she betrayed his trust by cheating on him. So he, I think he will never want to be that vulnerable again. Okay, to, to the public eye. So he is doing everything in his power to look like a dick I just don't get why how he doesn't see it's just I guess hindsight is 2020 with a lot of this stuff but god how do you not know how is being sarcastic during a very serious moment gonna look good ever right (laughs) how would how would someone rationalize that it doesn't make any sense so Brent says like you know, if I was being fake, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I couldn't tell you what that means. <laughs> and don't so, understand it. Pastor Cal asks Olivia, do you believe him? Do you believe what he's saying? And she's like, no. And he's like, why don't you believe him? And she says, honestly, I find his sarcasm really confusing. Like, yeah. Look, yeah. Olivia, to me, was the biggest shock. Because I thought the way that they the way that they promote her, I thought she was gonna be just this super soft and just roll over and take all the all the shit that Brett was gonna do. But Olivia is so strong and she has no problem saying exactly how she feels in the moment, exactly what she believes, exactly what she wants you to do or stop doing. Like she does not give a fuck. And I and, think and- that Brett isn't used to that at all. Yeah. And that's why any time that she says her piece, he views it as mean. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So then Pastor Cal says, you know, I actually think it's natural to want to present yourself in a certain way on TV. I was like, sir, (laughs) like maybe 10% Cal, but like, like you've been on this rodeo before. (laughs) Come on. I 
he him viewing her just being honest and and verbalizing what has been bothering her and the stuff that he does that is irksome as mean says it all yeah he doesn't want anyone telling him about himself period and he's unwilling to listen to any real grievance that you have with him because he doesn't want to hear it yeah and he just got validation from pastor cal that it is olivia right I, i was like no it isn't right and at one point cal says to like Olivia's talking to Pastor Cal and he's like, Well, why don't you look at Brett's face? Like make eye contact with him. And I wish I could be like, literally fuck off. This is all she's been trying to do. You are the last resort because she can't look at his face because he makes these weird faces back at her and she has been trying. You're she's the last been trying this whole time. Ugh. Fuck Ugh, fuck him. So she's been trying to have the same conversation with him, I feel like every episode. And he's just like, I mean, this is really just your problem. Sounds like a personal problem to me. Get over it. And it's just like <laughs> the what, what the hell is she supposed to do? Right. So Olivia says, you know, I just want to know that Brett's here for the right reasons. And Cal's response to that is, How difficult is it for you to trust people? I was I was fuming. I was furious. Dude. I was furious. I was like, how did you even reach that point? How did you get there? Right. That this is a trust thing. Right. And she's like, I simply, this is simply observation. She sees him acting one way when the cameras are there and one way when they're not. Yeah. And if we take anything from from Bethany Frankel, it should be observe that. Right. (laughs) Right. So... Olivia's like, honestly, I don't have trust issues. I trust people until they give me a reason not to. So how about that? And then she says, she brings up the fact that he called, uh, Brett called her insecure. Mm -hmm. And Brett's response to that is like, well, it felt like she was trying to pick a fight with me to get out of our marriage. Which, what? So you interpreted her trying to have a conversation with you. Is trying to find a reason to break up with you, which sounds like insecurity mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> like, this would look if I was Pastor Cal, which I'm not because I'm smart, I would have said, Brett, that right there was, inse- was an insecure move. Yeah. And you don't, calling someone insecure for just airing their grievances or bringing up something that they don't like that you've consistently done is on it's it's extremely offensive and it's damaging because then you could you could easily be projecting something onto them that you don't know if they're going to pick it up or you know take on that behavior too and yeah. it just makes it it just makes a whole thing much worse because now you've true you've been, very much so insulted someone and calling someone insecure is not just being like oh you're annoying me right now like you're 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 attacking them that's a big thing to put on somebody you're attacking someone's just being you're saying you're so insecure that you're acting crazy right now yeah and to call to call a woman insecure in 2020 because she's trying to talk to you come on right simply because she's trying to tell you how she feels like why you would take it to I think she's trying to break up divorce me really divorce yeah like what 
you that that was a huge leap huge huge oh my gosh so then somehow after they they finished the talk and somehow after this, Olivia says that she feels better. I don't know how. I don't know how. I would be seething with every part of my being after that meeting. She, again, asked Brett, like, can you curb your sarcastic tendencies? And Brett says, like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I just have to accept your flaws. What? <laughs> Woo! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? I... Does Brett think that he's funny? Yeah. Or is that sarcasm, him thinking that he's a he's a comedian? Yeah. Okay. I think it is. I think it okay. is. And he gets validation because his all of his friends and his brother are like, well, he is he's just so funny, guys. He's just so sarcastic. And I, I Oh Olivia, please God, get out of here. Get out now. Seriously. <laughs> Get out while you can, girl. While you can. Keep and keep your your cute play. Well, I mean her 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 your cute location. Don't yeah. move out to the sticks, please. <laughs> so then Brett again says there's no reason to not trust him and that he hopes that she calls her out in the future that she calls him out in the future. I'm like, great, because that went so well. Yeah. Okay. Lip Love service. That. For the <sighs> camera. Kill me. Kill me, kill me. So, um, let's go, uh, let's go to the scene where Miles and Karen and Imani and Woody go out for three. Because I have some thoughts. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Miles and Karen are matching, like, blue and yellow and Mm -hmm. white outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Woody, Woody's talking about how hype he is, like, how one day he came home from, from work and Imani had a glass of wine poured, and she had dinner ready, and the dishes were all done. And he was like, I am just like, I want to do everything for her. Once I saw that she did that, I was like, whatever you need, I got you. And he was so excited, and he is like a true grateful king. Like, <laughs> like he like, was just like, did his little dance. And then I just love that he, like, tells other... He's so expressive with other people. Other people, yeah. And, as well as her. And I just love... I love that. I have loved Woody and Imani since their union. I just... I never... I never saw until... It, it finally clicked. My dad has been saying this since the beginning. And it's finally kind of clicked to me a little bit. That Woody is the kind of person who is so excited for when things are new and new he's all in and then he gets bored and that's what I'm worried about yeah yeah he is he because look and I and I don't I'm usually pretty good at this when somebody's overly gushy and overly just so happy about something I'm suspicious mm-hmm but yeah. with Woody and Imani, I was all in. But now the yeah. suspicion is sinking in. The suspicion is creeping on in. Well, I mean, we did see that preview for what's going to be happening to them. We in- did. In- and that was heavy. That was, that was a lot. It was like, oh, no. Oh, that- no. 
Oh, it made me really, really sad. Uh, but And the suspicion really started creeping in when they talked about finances. But well, let's stick to the dinner. Let's stick to the dinner and okay. we'll get to the finances because, wow, what a doozy. Yeah. So, <laughs> Miles asks, like, what have y'all learned about yourselves since being in this relationship? And Woody says he's learned about, like, his level of patience. And Karen's like, I've learned that I'm hard to read. And it's like, yeah, oh. but... Yeah, you are. (laughs) Miles brings up a very... You just now learned that? Right. (laughs) You didn't know that before? Okay. It's a testament to what her past relationships must be, because she's probably been with dudes who, like, didn't care. Yeah. They weren't even trying to read her. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Mm. So she must not have known. Exactly. So shocked. (laughs) <laughs> Miles brings up an example of why she's hard to read. He's like, you know, one time she came out of the bedroom and I was like, wow, you look really good. And I was really expressive of how I thought she looked nice. And he's like, one day I came out of the shower and I like oiled myself up and <laughs> she just kind of looked at me. And then he, she said later that she found him attractive. But he's like, I never would have known it. Unless she had said it to me. Like, she didn't even give me a look. And Woody's like, oh, you know, Imani doesn't even have to say anything. I just see that shoulder drop. And she <laughs> I thought that was cute. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I do like him. So, I know. Karen and Miles are actually, they live above them in the apartment right up above yeah, them. Yeah, I was shocked by that. I thought that. I thought that they at least would give them, you know, like, the four corners or something. Right, right. Imani's like, y'all step really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like Imani was attacking me because notoriously I have a heavy step. And I was like, okay. I lived with this girl once and she was like 98 pounds soaking wet. But that bitch sounded like a (laughs) three. Gorilla, like I could not believe how hard she walked. It's great. Like I still think about that. Like, damn, bitch, what are you doing? Drapesing through the apartment, <laughs> stomping like, all around. I, she, she was so tiny. Like I just <laughs> all the her. Oh my god. So, <laughs> um, Miles and Karen are actually making plans for the future and are I was I was like, okay, how the hell are y'all talking about fostering a dog when you haven't even fucked? You don't even right. know if you like each other in that way and you're talking about owning something together? Right. What? I'm just picturing I was picturing Miles like in the corner just staring at Karen give all this love to a puppy. Oh. And him being like <laughs> Could have been. Me. Why is it not me? You know. <laughs> oh my! That's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh, <laughs> more like the puppy will get there, and Miles will end up having to take care of the whole thing. R- and right. And Karen will be like, mm, "I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm going nap." Right. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Oh my Sorry, god! Sorry, just had a big carbonara. <laughs> So Woody's like, damn, I wish y'all hadn't said that because we've had the talk about having a dog and now I got to get one. And Imani's like, we are getting a dog. We're fostering The way Woody is acting, it's like, you're getting a dog. You clearly want one too. 
He wants one so bad. He and he wants a dog. It's going to be 45 minutes and they're going to be cuddled up in bed. Yes. He's going to be putting clothes on him, on the dog. Like, he's going to love that dog. He's going to budget in the dog to also have a $500. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Let's go to that then. Oh, God. Woody. Uh, What? Wylan. Wild. So they're doing their like breakfast ritual. Flowers in the refrigerator, eggs on the skillet. <laughs> He's cooking. Um, they're Amani's like, okay, let's sit down and, and work on our budget. What are what are our plans? So she's like, you know what? I really love our mornings together, but the good champagne is adding up, and I know, you know, we're not getting free champagne forever. So like, <laughs> so. He says, you know, I want to schedule dates. That's important for me. I want to plan like once a week and I want to put like a total Twitter conversation, $150 budget on our dates. And she's like, well, I feel like we could do things like go to the movies and go bowling. Like we don't have to go full out every single date. So I like that you said it, but that's not necessary. And he agrees. And then she's like, okay, well, what do you spend on clothes? And he's like, oh, probably like $5,500, maybe a rack every month. <sighs> you're a teacher. You're, you're a te- you live with your grandmother. <laughs> and that's how you got the money to spend it, because you don't have to spend money. On- and I think that he... He is just a very spendy person, and mm-hmm. because he doesn't have a lot of bills, I'm. Does he? Ha- he must have debt. Oh yeah, he's got to have a good a good chunk of change in debt. He does not. Yeah, I'm not getting fiscal responsibility out of it. <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> to be no. spending hundred and fifty dollars on every date once a week. Come on. That's six hundred bucks a month on dates. On that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> um, to be spending a thousand dollars on clothes, and it doesn't even look like it. No, his clothes look like Forever Twenty One men's. Right, right. Like, uh, men, uh, and he said. I, Easily spend a thousand dollars and not even get shoes out of it. Like it would just be on a shirt and some pants. And I, I would, I, if I was Amani, I would, I'd be shivering because that is scary, right? Because he seems like the person who would just go out and buy something and not tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And yep. that would just be the dumbest thing that you're. You'd be like, why the fuck did you buy this? Right. And you why can't did... return it? Right. And it don't work. why did you spend three hundred dollars on a white t-shirt i i was like woody no he's got a curve no i mean thank god he wasn't paired up with brett brett would have blown his lord he would have lost his mind (laughs) (laughs) that was right then and there oh my gosh Okay, so me, me and my sister had an argument about this. Okay. But this is kind of, this is kind of going back to Brett, but me and my sister had an argument about this, and I want to know what your take is. Okay. So, 
when Brett and Olivia were talking about finances and Olivia was like, am I mistaken in thinking that Olivia at one point was like, I want you to be able to do all these things for me. And he was like, okay, I'll do them, but like, I can't pay for them. So if you want to foot the bill, then that's fine. And she was like, but I don't want to do that. Am yeah. I mistaken in saying that she did say, but I don't want to do that and return to that statement? No, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So then, cause she was like, no, she didn't say that. I was like, okay, you know, she definitely did. So then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's the one thing of Brett's that I can agree is like, well, Olivia, you have to come on now. I, I, I was on her side, on his side with that too. Yeah. And so then she started talking about them combining their money and like they would be fine if they combined their money. And I was like, but he's still bringing what he's bringing. So I don't know how they could do that if he's still bringing what he's bringing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it, it just combining their finances doesn't mean you automatically have more money. I don't know. It it was just confusing to me because I was like, wait. So if if if, if um, Woody and Amani combine their finances, I don't think it means that they would just have more money. I mean, it'll free up money for his like mortgage and stuff if she's going to be paying half and half on the, like the house bills. But like, it I don't think it would. I think in Brett's mind, it's not going to like. Uh, want him to spend in other areas like yeah and I I think that he would still be mad that they would because she's not going to want to live where he's living which is like I understand I'm kind of snobby too in terms of location I don't want to live just anywhere just because we can own Mm -hmm. I gotta like where I'm living yeah so and I don't think Brett clearly doesn't care about that so I don't think even if he like spent all of his money towards rent or mortgage to their new place, it wouldn't, she would still be having to pick up the bill. It wouldn't mean that he would be able to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really unfair if you are not, if there's like a big discrepancy in how much your salary is, it's not fair to tell the person who makes less that like, you have to be on my level with things that are luxury. Things. Yeah, like, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Yeah. Okay. And, and you can't expect them to put, like, yeah, it's basically, like, if this is the lifestyle that you want to maintain, and you can afford it, and you want me to join you, then you gotta pay for it. You gotta, like, you gotta. <laughs> and I wonder, fine. that was the one thing with Olivia, I was like, well, why don't you want to do that? If that's what you want, I, I, is it just, like, those traditional gender roles that she's not wanting to? I don't know. I don't know. I, That's a question for Olivia that I would have. I would have to ask. My only thing is... I notice he... Brett has been on Twitter, like, low-key responding to people. God. Somebody did say, like, given the job he has, which I can't remember what it was. Something was Yeah, I can't either. They were like, he should be making more money than what he is and he's like actually you're right but I really like my job and the people I work with see now that's fucked up to me yeah because yeah. you can't sit here and be like oh I mean I just don't have it when you actually could be making more but you just like where you are so you're taking less but then you're gonna try to put it on her like she's the one who's tripping yeah. no yeah. yeah so they're complicated they're really they are they certainly are so, still hate him, though. Still hate him. Yeah. <laughs> that is a steady. 
<laughs> not changing my opinion at all. So no matter what, he may be right on that, but he's still a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to Woody and Amani. He goes to the Diamonds Direct, and I'm sure that they were very um, adamant on showing the name on that. Oh I'm yeah, sure- that that. Um... I guess I forgot. I don't, I'm having a brain fart. I don't remember what they're called, but the person helping him, I guess, was he was ready for his 15 minutes. Right. I'll give you my card. Call me. <laughs> he was on it. Have a glass of wine while you're shopping. I'm here for you, bro. Um, tell, tell me about her. Tell, what, that's a pretty name. Tell right. me about her. It's like, <laughs> dude, what's your name? That's really pretty. Money's a really pretty name. Um, you could tell by my accent that the man was white. So oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was my white man voice. It's a um, stunning name. Whoa. <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit more about her. Sir, <laughs> give me the diamond and shut up. Right. Do you guys have any pictures? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he gets her. What are you would be wearing a fanny pack across body too? He's he's right. that type of dude. Right. Spending $1,000 on ugly clothes, you would do that, sir. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Oh my gosh. So he gives her some earrings and they, you know, have dinner at home. And Amani says, like, I'm really excited for month two of our relationship because month one was like popping. Woody says he's been treating her and this relationship specifically, unlike he has any other relationship that he's been in. And, you know, just nice. Just nice. Just they had nice. a good time. She had her little. Space buns in. Mm-hmm. I love so, when she had that moment of like singing in her talking head. I was like, oh, yeah. that was cute. <laughs> uh, singing about the anniversary. Uh, yep. So, really, our final scene is Dr. Pepper. We have seen her maybe 45 seconds this entire season. But she says, you know, the experts sent all the couples a gift basket to commemorate their one-month anniversary. And so it's basically just, like, wedding shit, wedding day shit. Here's your wedding video. Here's the vows. We had an intern go to Michael's real quick and, like, print out your vows. And put <laughs> um, There's your wedding photo album. And I think that was it. Like, wicker basket. Mm-hmm. Have a good it um, went it went wildly different than the, the season with my fave couple, um, Jamie and Elizabeth, where she was just uh, like, "Wow, I look great," and he was like, "Wow, you <laughs> stuck a bitch." Jamie got so <laughs> mad because she said she looked good. 
Oh my god, I cannot believe they're still together. I'll, I'll never forget that moment. I couldn't believe it. He got so... He was just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> was that the night he called her a cunt or was that a different... Yes! <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All because she was like, wow, my hair looks great, my dress looks great. She's, she's a cunt. <laughs> it is so strange that they're still together I can't I'll never it. understand <laughs> but you know what they knew exactly what we wanted to see and they delivered they delivered they delivered oh my gosh so part of it is like with um, Brett and Olivia it's like the most boring shit of them watching we're watching them watch the wedding video so like the wedding video is in the main picture, and we see Olivia smiling in a, like a picture-in-picture picture frame, and it's like, okay, great, cool. Like we've already seen this. Great. I don't need to see another clip of Olivia smiling. I don't know. What and do you Olivia know? was seemed to be the only one giving commentary when they were watching their own video. Yeah, Brett seemed like he would rather been anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And he was like put his arm around her and was, like, moving his little fingers on her shoulder. I was just like, ugh, this whole thing needs to just end. <laughs> they did a close-up on him, like, rubbing his finger on her forearm. And it's I was like, like okay. I didn't need to see that. Oh, the close-up of Amani's feet? Her foot rub? Oh, truly. How, how, how are you doing? Are you okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was having to self, self-soothe during that. Like, I don't want to eat, y'all. I hate them. I was like, oh, Kara is freaking. Oh, I hate feet. Okay. Um, (laughs) But they were the only ones that did anything cute. And when he's, like, going through the picture album, the photo album, he kisses a picture of Imani like he's a 13-year-old girl. Those are the kind of things, before the suspicion would seep in, I'd be like, oh, my God. But now I'm like, this is this is really troubling to me. <laughs> yeah, this was this, very, this is very performative, sir. Yeah, flashbacks of like me alone in my room, kissing <laughs> pictures of like, APT <laughs> in a magazine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I I am Woody. I I connect. Uh, Look, we've all had that moment. We have. Uh, so basically, says like. You know, Monty's like, I feel like I'm opening up more. I feel like I'm hopping on that love train. I am on the precipice of love here. Bennett and Amelia respite, recite their vows to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. I actually do stand, Amani, for not saying I love you. She's holding yes. steady on that. She's not going to say it till she feels it. And I said, I feel you, girl. I respect that. I do respect that. Because I know he's been giving her a lot of dick. And that could oh, clap. Yeah. And I respect her restraint on that. She is not digmatized. No. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> um, Henry and Christina go through their book. And Christina goes, oh, look. It's before we knew each other. Better days, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> before he knew what a psychopath you are. Seriously. Henry says... He totally picks up on it. It's like yes. I think things that are, like she says she's joking, but I really don't think she is. She's not. 
Ugh. She She's really not. isn't. <sighs> Christina asks And him, she like, thinks it's all Henry's fault, which is yeah. jokes on her. <laughs> jokes on all of us, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong uh so christina's like where do you think we're at you know she's totally like me in a relationship in my early 20s of being like so like trying to get out or get get some kind of answer something yeah so he what does he say he's like you know we've had our ups and downs but and i understand that i'm different from the other guys that you've dated but it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is... She... Didn't she go like, you know, he's so right. He's yeah. so right. <laughs> he, he's, he's, you know, he's made me realize that there are some things in guys that I want. Like, he's kind. And I was like, oh, wait. You didn't know that you wanted someone kind? Right. <laughs> right. That was the reason? Oh, my gosh. Remember when she cried about never getting a um, a bouquet of flowers from a guy? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm like, sweetie, if you weren't looking for kind men before, that's not really a shock. No. <laughs> no. I don't know how at your big age that wanting a kind man is a, just a revelation. Her right. aha moment. Right. She she goes on to say, like, you know, you actually really want to seem to know me. And that's very different from what I've experienced. So I'm going to try and have a better attitude about all of this. We'll see how long that lasts. Just like said, she was back on her medication that she'll, you know, mellow out and she'll be a nicer person. And it doesn't seem, it seems like her, you know, impatience is actually just her personality. Yeah. It yeah. just... Uh, Who knows what we're not seeing with her interactions with production now, you know? Because the way that they, the way that she behaves... Okay, like, last season with Brandon, like, it was kind of inevitable. We were going to see... We were going to break that fourth wall because he was such a psycho that they couldn't keep it hidden. That was yeah. his whole storyline. He acted right. a fool. With Christina, they could have very easily hidden all of her rude behavior behind the scenes. Because it wasn't, it's not so huge production, but she is actually the one making it her storyline. Yeah, it's definitely not as egregious as, like, Brandon locking himself in the production minivan (laughs) and, like, telling one of the guys that he's a bitch. Yeah. Like, a short bitch at that. Like, (laughs) that was... Like I, I'm pretty sure you were eye level, but okay. Right. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Sure. Down, Carlton. Like <laughs> you're not like chill out here. Um, yeah, you're right. Like they could easily have been hiding this. Yeah, and she I'm glad they keeps do. I know. I'm so glad they didn't. It was validation, but she keeps doing it to the point where you can't ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, geez. So we get to Karen and Miles, and Karen says, you know, Miles treated me so well, and I'm really excited about the future, even though, like, I was worried about you in the beginning. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's still, you still seem worried. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're over it. Oh, my gosh. So then we end on Woody and Imani, 
So Woody, in addition to the earrings, gives Imani all these coupons. And they're coupons for, like, a night out, for a foot massage, for sex in the shower, a quickie. That is such... And sex in the kitchen, <laughs> sex on the couch, <laughs> sex on the patio, <laughs> sex outside. <laughs> a lot of sexual coupons. The coupon, to me, the coup- when I first heard about, like relationship vouchers i was like 13 like it's one of those things where like right. you learn that one thing super young and i'm sure woody just tuck that tuck that little tuck that little thing behind you know in his pocket keep it for later when he's married mm-hmm. yep. to whip it out i was like this is so pedestrian i cannot believe you're doing this <laughs> <laughs> i hope he like typed that out was he was at work and printed them out on the on the school <laughs> printer That's what i was hoping <laughs> And it's like, these vouchers aren't, like, uh, it benefits you. Yeah. So it's exactly. like, of course you're going to do it. I it benefits you. you. Yeah. Right. They're not like, you know, do the dishes or, you know, what, to handle the bills for one. No, it's have sex on the shower, have sex on the balcony, have sex on the couch have sex in the car it's like this is also for you <laughs> right there was one that was like i could i could say yes to you all day and you know that he's thinking like oh, oh i'm we're gonna, we're fuck. gonna do some freaky shit like <laughs> literally like that's all he's thinking but bless him just bless him just bless him <sighs> so they end on the foot massage which is like okay mm-hmm. no. um <laughs> and that was it i the preview i think the preview seems very dark okay so my confusion is like dr pepper hasn't been here the whole time and i secretly think it is because of covid because she is up there yeah and she was just like nah i ain't taking any chances because they're actually they they met in this episode they allude to covid they talk about not being able to do stuff because of covid but it's not it's not explicitly said like oh things are shut down right so i don't know if at that moment they were shut down well they did say like they did see um amelia riding through the streets and being like this town is empty yeah um because i remember i remember there was that time when like everywhere else was shut down but like new orleans was still like Bourbon Street was still open and people were, you know, furious about that. So I wonder how far in to, yeah, this, to that, that, how that was. This must have been, like, early April or something. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah. I remember New Orleans wasn't completely shut down when everyone else was. Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts at the end of the episode? Do you have, do you want to give an official ranking of where you think the couples are from... Most to least hopeful. I just, I think they're all even except for maybe Amelia and Bennett. But yeah. I'll, I'll try. I'll try my best. I'll try my best. I think obviously Amelia and Bennett are the first just because it's been too easy for them. Mm-hmm. Once she finds out, it'll probably be a little rockier. But uh, Amelia and Bennett then. Woody and Amani second. And only because. I am now a little more suspicious. <clears throat> My guard is up. But I yeah. still think that they're, they're, they're moving along great right now. 
Mm-hmm. I, I do think that a hiccup is coming because they've also had it a little too easy. Mm-hmm. So we'll, when their hiccup comes, we'll see. I, I'm going to go ahead and say Christina and Henry just because at this point, like, it's a done deal. I don't think they're going to be together. They're just friends. So they're, they're neutral at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. And then um, Miles and Karen and Olivia and Brett. Olivia and Brett, I, I kind of view Miles and Karen the same way. I think that she's trying a little bit, but it's still not enough to push her past, um, push her in the positive, the positive side of the chart. Right. So the negatives. And then Olivia and Brett are just, they're, they're doomed. They're doomed. They're I doomed. Wonder, I mean, they did have the preview of him moving <clears> out. <throat> like, moving But I also in. wonder if, part, I, I saw that too, but I also wonder if part of that was like, isn't she a nurse? So yeah. would it be oh. safe for him to not be with her? Yeah, maybe. That's a good point. I did think of that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the opposite, but. Yeah. <laughs> I did think of that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about this. This was great. This was amazing. I loved every second of it. <laughs> Do I'm... you want people to find you anywhere? Uh, yeah, sure. You can <clears throat> go on my Instagram. It's okay. Lynn's Helene, L-I-N-D-S-H-E-L-E-N-E. All right. Um, other than that, yeah. Perfect. I well... love talking to you, Kara. It was, fi- uh... it was good to finally talk to you. The feeling's mutual. The feeling's mutual. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. You, like I said, have great insight onto the show. So I was like, I have to have her. So I've been watching since episode one, baby. When I, I, I watched in real time, Jamie called Doug a monster. Ooh. <laughs> and I watched Doug get over it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've, it's a roller coaster. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Bye.